listening to the Redeemed Women podcast. I'm your host, Paige Bierman. Today I'm talking with a special group of ladies, and we are talking about being working moms. I thoroughly enjoyed this conversation. I'm a working mom. It was just good to to talk about some of the things that I have felt, some of the things I have learned, as well as pick up some some helpful tips and tricks from these ladies. I talked to Shelly Coskery, Jen Davidson, and Lindsay Lauer, and they all have unique stories and ways that they became working moms, and their families all look different. Um, They have different number of children, different ages, different careers, but it was just really great to hear from other working moms on just how they get out the door, but also how they're parenting, Um, the different struggles that they have, as well as the great joys that they have in being a working parent. So um, I hope that you find encouragement through this conversation. And without further ado, here is the Working Moms podcast. I'm really excited that y'all are here. I um, I guess to intro a little bit, today I'm talking with working moms. I'm really excited about it. I'm a working mom. So um, I think I, I told you guys when we were chatting and I was pleading with you to come talk with me, um, I had several people bring up the like working mom, stay-at-home mom thing. Um, so I mean, several times, like after season one and like, I'd love to mingle with other working moms or get to know about stay-at-home moms and all of that kind of stuff. And I mean, my kids are not old by any stretch of the imagination, but I think I've just kind of been doing this a little long enough that like I forgot how big of a thing that is, especially maybe your first when you're making that decision of working, staying at home and you have friends making different decisions and that kind of stuff. So I'm really excited that we can provide this resource and maybe a few tips and tricks of how you guys get out the door every morning. Um, it's a struggle still sometimes to get out the door, but um, I'm really just stoked that y'all are here. And as we get started, I'll let you guys introduce yourselves. So um, tell me just obviously your name and um, just a little bit about yourself, your family, occupation, and then how did you get to Redeemer? How long have you been here? So you want to go first? Me first. Okay. So I'm Shelly Coskery, and my husband's name is Connor, and he is the youth minister here at Redeemer. And we have a two-year-old named Jacob, just the one right now. So we hope, Lord willing, that our family will grow at some point soon. So I'm probably the newest mom in the group today. Mm-hmm. So I've recently, in the last two years, kind of gone through going back to work and what that's been like. So I work full-time at Children's Hospital. I'm a nurse practitioner in one of the clinics, and I really love what I do, um, and I love being a mom. So this is this has been a tension for me for a while, so I'm glad to be here. And my journey to Redeemer happened about 10 or 11 years ago, and um, I finished college at Auburn and moved back to Birmingham and was searching for a church home and had a dear friend from Auburn invite me one Sunday night. And I actually met Lindsay's sister one of my first nights here, and she invited me to her home group that Wednesday. Redeemer was a lot smaller then, so it was easy to get Mm -hmm. just right into home group the very next week, and I haven't really looked back. So been here for 10 or 11 years now, and met my husband here and got married in this building where we sit today and 
got engaged. our baby and got engaged here. Yes, yeah. thank you. I remember Forgot that. about that. Um, so yeah, it's been a special place for our family, and um, yeah, excited to be here. Sweet. I'm glad you're here. Thanks. Yeah, I'm Jen Davidson, and my husband's Dow. We've been married 15 years, and we have three boys, 11, 8, and 4. And so they're all very active in sports and other activities. And I'm a pediatric ophthalmologist, so I'd gone to medical school in Birmingham. And then if you don't have friends or if you haven't been through medical school, the match is what tells you where you're going to move. Mm-hmm. And so we wanted to stay in Birmingham. My husband mm-hmm. had a good job here. We owned our house. And I matched in Charleston, South Carolina, and it was the best thing that could have happened to us. Um, So we moved to Charleston for five years where I did a residency in ophthalmology and a fellowship in pediatric ophthalmology and then had an opportunity to come back to Birmingham um, to take over a practice here. So I'm in private practice, but I mostly operate and work out of children's um, full time. And so a lot of our decisions were about what specialty and where, and so we can get into that more. Um, But we were at a different church here when I was in medical school. But we actually went to the one of the first services in Joel and Lauren's home for a Redeemer. My husband still kept the program. <laughs> from, and we knew that there was a chance we would move. And so we didn't ever join Redeemer then. But it was an easy decision when we moved back here six years ago. Mm-hmm. And we've been oh. here since. Sweet. I'm glad you're here too. Awesome. I'm Lindsay Lauer. Um, I'm married to Brandon. We have two girls, Rosemary and Olivia, who are five and three. Um, we have been at Redeemer about 11 years, and we came via the Chanceys and the Johnsons begging, not begging, but, you know, very much encouraging us to come. So it has been, like, it's kind of mind-blowing that it's been that long, but we started in the Joel and Lawrence home group and has slowly made our way through. And I am a prop stylist for editorial and advertising clients. Um, I started off in the magazine world about eight, eight years ago, and I've been freelance on my own, owning my own business about almost five years. Wow. So, yeah, so I freelance now. And that's in a kind of its own ballgame, but I really, and I think it's a good fit for me as a mom and as mm-hmm. a working parent, like kind of balancing my schedule. Totally. Mm-hmm. How old is your oldest? She's five. She'll be six in May. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, I feel like, I, I think if you've listened to Redeemed Women enough, maybe you know my name's Paige Bierman. Um <laughs> The fact that I'm doing this podcast and that you've probably received a bajillion emails from me in the past uh, means that I, too, I work here. <laughs> um, but I have two kiddos, John, who's four, and Anna, who's about to be two in May, hmm. and then a third on the way, Lord help us all, um, another boy. So it's going to be just buck wild. So, Jen, if you need, if you have any uh, three, three kid tips, throw them out in this podcast. But um, so, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, had John while I was working at Redeemer, have had both kids while I'm working at Redeemer. So um, similarly, I'm not in the medical profession. So I think y'all will certainly serve a lot of um, women who are in that, I mean, very structured hours, very structured schedule. Um, for I fortunately have a good bit of flexibility of being able to take off when needed and that kind of stuff. But I don't know how that goes. For those medical people, I'm not even close to in that world. So um, that'll be one of those things I probably ask about. Um, so I guess just to get started, um, maybe thinking back to like the beginning of that working mom um, journey. So probably firstborn, I guess, for each of you guys. Um, 
I kind of, I don't want to presume that it was like a big conversation because maybe for, I mean, for my husband and me, it just kind of wasn't, I kind of always knew that I would go back to work. Um, Mm -hmm. just kind of knew myself well enough to know what, and also like calling a spade a spade, like financially Mm -hmm. there needed to be a second income. So like Mm -hmm. we will do that. Um, so that being said, what did that conversation look like for you guys? Um, how did like how did that come to be that you and your husband decided that you would continue to work? Anyone can hop in. We're not gonna. I, I think say, we're not gonna. Yeah, I think ours was very similar. I mean, I had been working a little while longer, and Connor was actually still in seminary when Jacob mm-hmm. was born, and so I think it was kind of a, a no brainer for us that. I would be working after maternity leave and um, he, you know, kind of rolled into this job here at Redeemer shortly after, but was still getting his feet under him as far as a career goes. And so we never really guessed if I would go back to work. Mm -hmm. I think it was kind of an understood. And so our preparations were more of like what we were going to do with childcare and how we were going to roll that in and how I was going to try to make the most of a maternity leave. But I think it was, like you said, calling a spade a spade, but just financially we needed those two incomes. And again, I really love what I do. And um, I've always kind of imagined having some sort of external work to my life Mm -hmm. and going back to the hospital made a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. Totally. Did your mom, I I think this is something I know that Lindsay and I have talked about um, I think a lot of times you kind of envision for yourself what you saw, maybe not always. Mm-hmm. I mean, but my mom worked. Um, and so I think that was just something that I had seen. And I, it just, I don't know, it just like wasn't like a big thing mm-hmm. for me. Did your mom work? Yeah, my mom's still working now, actually. Oh, my mom too. I she's a I won't confess so. her age because she might <laughs> listen to this. Um, but she's nearing retirement. She yeah. still probably works like two to three days a week. And then she was a huge help when I went back to work too. Yeah. Like Jacob didn't start going to daycare full time when I went back to work. Both of our moms helped at least a day a week, which made the transition really nice for mm-hmm. me because he was still at home. Mm-hmm. He was still in his environment. all of his things. And so even though I wasn't there, it gave my mom heart, just that peace that he was like still well cared for. And, and they would send me an abundance of pictures. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, It was a good, a good ramp up back to reality. But yeah, my mom still works a couple of days a week and she worked full time growing up. So that was my example. Absolutely. Cool. And ours was more, we made decisions both about our careers. Um, Mm -hmm. I, was pregnant with Jude, my 11-year-old, when I was a third-year medical student, and Mm -hmm. that's when you decide your specialty. Mm -hmm. And so I was president of the OBGYN interest group, and I was passionate about women's (laughs) health. And my own OB shut the door during one of my visits and just said, if you can do something else and be a mom, you should do something else. And if not, if you know this is it, then go for it. But I think she was five years out and was struggling with how much she was away Mm -hmm. um, from her children. Mm -hmm. And so I was considering ophthalmology and my brother is an ophthalmologist and I've never looked back. I absolutely love it, but it definitely allows me to be a surgeon without spending so many hours on call. Mm -hmm. And my husband's an attorney. And so he now is an attorney for a bank and that gives him more flexible hours. So we've had to, you know, find career choices that really suit our faith priorities and our family priorities. Mm -hmm. Love that. Yeah. You really were kind of, yeah. I mean, I guess you were pregnant, so you definitely knew you were going to be a mom, but 
Right. Yeah, like you're adjusting everything. And we weren't fully before. planning on that timing. And so yeah. it was, yeah. I look back now <laughs> and I'm really grateful that certainly being pregnant influenced that decision. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I have zero regrets. And I think you can do it, but you just really have to have different expectations. My husband and I both had moms that worked. Mm-hmm. And so he didn't expect to walk in and have a perfectly clean house and a dinner on the table. And yeah, yeah. Because it's often not that way. (laughs) It's never that way. Gosh. One of the perks of COVID is that almost all restaurants do carry out now. I'm like, oh, praise be. (laughs) Praise be. It's so easy to pick up food on the way home. (laughs) Well, so my mom stayed at home. And so I always thought that I would stay at home. So I was like working at Cooking Light Magazine and um, at the end of my maternity leave. Well, I guess like all throughout my pregnancy, I was just like, yeah, I think I'm going to stay at home. I think, and Brandon, my husband was like, Mm. no <laughs> in a very kind and gentle way mostly because like not only my income but I carried our insurance through my yeah. job mm-hmm. and so like that was huge like we mm-hmm. couldn't really afford to like not for me to not work for those two reasons and I like having have had a stay-at-home mom and she went to work as we got older and mm-hmm. other siblings went to college and um yeah so I was kind of devastated mm-hmm. I was so heartbroken that that wasn't going to be my path. However, like in hindsight, I'm so thankful that I continued to work because I think, I think being at home at COVID kind of showed me and throughout these like past almost six years of being a mom that I, I think I need to work. Like, mm-hmm. I think my personality is better suited to it. I think my patience is better when I kind of have an outlet. And I'm sure we're going to talk about this more later, but like, really, like, I am glad that I continued to work. And I think I might would have made it work either way, even if I'd stayed home. You know, I think the Lord's providence was in it that I continued to work because I think that's better for my, yeah, for myself. But mm-hmm. having telling it was hard telling my mom that I was going to go back to work and yeah. I wasn't going to stay at home because I think she had those expectations mm-hmm. for me that a woman stay a wife stays home to take care of her kids and the husband works right. And so having that shift for her it was kind of a hard conversation to have. Yeah, mm-hmm. it can I've, be hard. It felt like I think I felt like I disappointed her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know if she's going to listen to this or not. So I don't know <laughs> if she will. <laughs> and she would that. be saying like, absolutely not. You did not. Disagree. Yes. <laughs> well, yes. I hope so. Yeah. Um, I did that out. I was listening to this podcast recently. Um, I say recently. I listen to it almost yearly because it's one of my favorites. I found it right after Anna was born. Um, so actually maybe I'm listening to it more than yearly because she's only two, mm. about to be two. But um, it's called Raising Daughters Beyond Stereotypes. It's mm. a, a breakout session that Jen Wilkin did sometime. I don't know. I found it on the Gospel Coalition website. But one of the things she says is she talks about basically like these two different cultures, right? Like there's like the culture at large, which is like women go do everything. You are no different. Storm the boardroom. Storm the OR do all that. And then sometimes in a more Christian subculture, it's don't do any of that. Stay at home, Mm -hmm. be a wife, be a mother. And she talks about kind of like the conflicting messages that daughters especially can get. But obviously I think sons pick up on that as well. Mm -hmm. But um, she was, I I thought it was so interesting because she was like, we want reform in politics for instance but we don't want our christian daughters to be the ones in politics so let's just like put Mm. people who don't know the lord there and i thought that was just so interesting i was like oh yeah like we need it all like at home out everywhere like businesswomen 
entrepreneurs, like mm-hmm. all the things. I don't know. I just thought it was like such a beautiful image. And I was like, oh yeah, like I would love for like women, Christian women to be the leaders of all of these major things. Like imagine what business could be like mm-hmm. and just the world and everything is just amazing. But I think kind of on that, um, do y'all have women that maybe when you were making this journey or maybe it's like your OB, like someone who you kind of talked to or who helped guide you in becoming a working mom or maybe that you asked questions of? No, not really. I mean, that's tough. I really don't yeah. have even a female Christian doctor in my life that I can yeah. say, how do you do it? I mean, there's some that yeah. are my peers, of course, that are wonderful resources. Um, but there were a couple of people along the way. One is a woman who is a physician, married to a physician. I'm certain they're probably not believers, but they had mm-hmm. four children. Mm-hmm. And her advice was, there's only so many hours in the day. And if you're going to work outside the home, then you need help with work in the home. And you mm-hmm. need to free yourself from that, mm-hmm. feeling that burden. And so she told me that when I was a resident and she said, you could, might provide a job for someone else if they're helping you with your laundry or your cooking. And yeah. And so when I think about work, I'm like, we're all working. Some are working outside the home. Mm-hmm. Some are working inside the home. And then there was a male surgeon who I'm, his wife is a mentor to me, but he said when he chose to be a surgeon, he had to be a husband and a father and a doctor, but that didn't leave a lot of room for fishing or golfing or mm-hmm. a lot of other pastimes. And you need to be aware of those choices. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. I remember um, a mentor of mine in college. I was her intern, and she was one of the first women outside of my own mom who um, just she worked full time, was a mom, a believer, just kind of very much so like someone I could look up to. And I remember talking to her one time. I, don't, I have no clue how it even came up because I was like twenty at the time, <laughs> but I remember her saying. I know myself and I'm a much better mom because I work. Mm. And that stuck with me so much. She was like, I just know myself and I've been a mom long enough now to know that like when I go to work, like I come home and I can, I can like turn on that part of my brain. She was like, having gone to work and had this time to like work out these different skills that I have and that kind of stuff. She was like, it, it truly makes me a better mom. And I thought she just, it's so simple, but I thought she worded it so well. And I remember that. And I think that's one of the things I kind of feel about myself is mm-hmm. like every summer and every holiday season, I'm very aware that I'm uniquely wired to work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like spending so much time at home and I'm like, yeah, yeah, Lord, you, you yeah. made me to work. Yeah. Um, but one of, I, oh, no, continue. Well, one of my, um, my boss, when I first started working, and now she's turned friend, kind of mentor, mm-hmm. um, she's a believer. She would tell me, like, I used to go to work to get a break from my kids. Like, work was easier than being at home. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't always very encouraging to hear yeah. because, mm-hmm. like, when you're in the thick of it, like, it's really hard at work and it's also really hard at home. Totally. Mm-hmm. But now, like, we always – she's really good at, like, reminding me of the Lord's goodness throughout the years of different, like, um, areas that we've kind of walked in of ba- of saying – um like, look at how strong your kids are. Look at how independent they are because of, like, the way they kind of have to forge their own path and, like, be independent at school mm-hmm. and be looked after by someone else. Or, mm-hmm. like, kind of just – she's really encouraging. Like, your kids are stronger because you work, because they are, have, have become more independent. I think that's really true and something to remind ourselves, like, the guilt that it comes sometimes when yeah. other people mm-hmm. have to look after your kids. I do think it can help their little personalities and their – 
tr- their ability to trust other people besides us, like mm-hmm. that we aren't the only people that can provide for them. Ultimately, like proving that like God cares for them and can take care of them just just as much, obviously like better than we can. Mm-hmm. Totally. Does that makes sense. Yeah, totally. I'd love to dive into that a little bit more. We're going a little off script. Yeah, you know, we all knew we all knew this was going to happen. Um, I mean, when you said like feeling a little bit of guilt, mm-hmm. I like all of us kind of nodded the head. Like, mm-hmm. I'd love to talk a little bit more about that. Where do you think the guilt comes from, or like how have you seen that like quote mom guilt oh, raise so its ugly guilt. head? Mm-hmm. What has been the thing or things? I think it, I think for me, it comes from this lie that I actually have more control than I do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so when you come to the end of that and you realize you're not going to be the one taking care of your child day in and day out, then you kind of have to give that over to someone else. And I think ultimately what we all know is that we aren't in control and our kids are not our own and, and they belong to the Lord. They don't even belong to us. Like we get to steward them for this season. And I think it's just for me, it was kind of reckoning with that. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, it was this, I think there's some fear in it that maybe they won't be able to take as good of care of your child mm-hmm. as you will. Mm-hmm. Or, um, I mean, just kind of fill in the blank. There's just some guilt that you mm-hmm. can provide all of that when really we can't. Like everything cannot be met in me as mom for Jacob. And mm-hmm. so, um, yeah, I've I've loved him getting to go to school. He loves going to school. Mm-hmm. I mean, after a couple of days of being at home, he's asking for daycare and his friends. And I think COVID taught me a little bit of that, too. I mean, we were without childcare for about four or five months and, you know, juggling work and home and things like that. I mean, I think he missed having that community for him. And again, Mm -hmm. not having a sibling yet, there's not that built-in community in the house. Mm -hmm. So going back to school was huge. But I think a lot of mine comes from just a lack of control yeah in that situation and feeling like lying to myself that I I have control when he's home and I'm his mom but ultimately I don't that's like the story of motherhood (laughs) Mm -hmm. I want control and I don't (laughs) have it well and then I think you're comparing yourself to moms who work at home like in the neighborhood and where my kids go to school they have a there's a lot of traditional families where mom is home the minute Mm -hmm. the kids walk in the door Mm -hmm. makes their lunches every day my kids eat school lunch they're going to be okay Mm -hmm. but when I hear about the things that you know their friends are doing and I have this just nagging sense of guilt and then I look at my colleagues who are writing more papers and doing more research Mm -hmm. and making more advances in their career then I feel this guilt that I'm not doing either well Mm-hmm. So you yeah. had I've had to learn to hand it over that there's really no perfect balance, <laughs> um, and so I have to just pray for discernment as far as like Lord, where do I need to invest my time? Yes, mm-hmm. and it you know there was there's tons of great books, and this one is probably you know you look back and as a whole you're like is this the best book I've ever read? No, but that present over perfect book mm-hmm. that I finally realized like wait if I say yes to this request to give a lecture because I want to always say yes, then I'm saying no to something at home or time with my children that's precious. And so then that's kind of freed me up a little bit to say no at home. A little off subject, but just to protect Mm -hmm. that time without guilt. Because before I would say feel guilty about everything I couldn't do. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I, I, the first time I, I would not necessarily classify myself as like a guilty person I can like I can make myself feel really good about myself on a lot of things (laughs) um but I remember 
uh, when John was a baby and we were on like, you know, the 14th ear infection and he was going to get tubes and all of that kind of stuff. And he was miserable and I was miserable because he was miserable. And if we were both miserable, then Josh was miserable. Like we were all just, it was not great. And I remember like standing at my dishwasher and just being like, if I didn't work, it would be, it wouldn't Mm. be like this. Mm. And like, I think it's that control thing of like, if I could control his schedule and who's around him and who touches him and how, how often they wash their hands, then he wouldn't have picked up these viruses, which, (laughs) you know, is just kind of bonkers because I know plenty of stay-at-home moms whose kids had tubes you yes. know it, it's just uh-huh. it is what it is you know I now am like asking in the hospital like can we just go ahead and <laughs> put tubes in this baby like come on <laughs> like Anna had an ear infection at two months old she had never gone to you anywhere. know anywhere and I was like well you know it's a Beerman family tradition <laughs> um but I do remember that like it was more like the medical thing of like, oh gosh, my kid's always the one with the runny nose and like mm-hmm. the daycare kid or whatever. Mm-hmm. And once again, like one, it just like actually wasn't true because every kid has a runny nose. Um, but two, yeah, it was that belief that I could control his health. And boy, you just can't. Mm-hmm. You just honestly can't. Um, I was going to say like, sometimes I don't know if y'all have ever felt this way, but sometimes I get busy at work and I'm busy and I'm going and I'm doing it. And all of a sudden it'll be like two o'clock. I'm like, I haven't thought about my kids at all. (laughs) Y'all ever feel that way? And then you feel bad about it. And then you feel guilty that you haven't thought about your kids because you've been too busy at Mm -hmm. work. Mm -hmm. And I always felt like, oh my Mm -hmm. gosh, that's so awful of me. Like that. I haven't like considered my kids at Mm -hmm. all. I don't know. I know. Is that, I don't know if that it, happens to anyone, just me, no, but it totally like happens, but you are not yeah. It like, totally happens, but I also just think it's like totally a lie. I, I yeah. don't know. Like I'm, a, I'm imagining if like Brandon and Dal and Connor and Josh were sitting here and Josh was like, I just get to go in at work and it comes two o'clock. Yeah. And I think I haven't even thought about my kids and they would all go like, yeah, no, me either. <laughs> you know, like I, I right. really think so right. much of that is like this mom thing yeah. mm-hmm. and like, yeah. Perhaps even like pressure we put on ourselves yeah, sure. that sure. they're just kind of not feeling. Maybe yeah. I don't know. Maybe some dads do. Yeah. I don't know. But I also hope that that's a good thing too. Like I we do. have at some point trusted someone else mm. to take mm-hmm. such good care of our kid yeah. that we don't have to think about yeah, it during true. the day. Yeah. And I currently love his teacher, and I live yes. for her Marco Polo videos that she <laughs> yes. sends us. Oh, that's sweet. It's the best. But. I, I do. I get to that point of the day where yeah. I'm like, I haven't really thought about Jacob in a couple of hours. Mm-hmm. I trust he's okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I love that I have boys and they see their dad in a mm-hmm. different role. Like mm-hmm. I've heard so many times dad makes breakfast better. Dad does a better bath. <laughs> dad re- reads more stories. And <laughs> dad does drive a minivan. And so the roles at our house are different and that's okay. Like yeah. that's going to affect the husbands and the fathers mm-hmm. that they are. And so yeah. in some ways I kind of take pride in that. Yeah, for sure. Cool. Yeah. I know I think that's something interesting in having boys and girls. And Mm -hmm. like I said, we were all impacted by seeing our moms either working outside of the home or inside of the home. But yeah, I think that totally is going to impact sons as well. Um, I love it. Mm -hmm. So what would you say? I mean, we've kind of hinted at some. What would you say has been like the most difficult part of being a stay-at-home mom? Working. Oh, yeah. We're we're working moms. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Stay at home moms. That's coming later. Plug for the next episode. 
It's a teaser. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Most difficult part of working mom. I mean, we've we've hinted at the guilt. We've hinted at um, the lack of control. I mean, I th- I think for me, and you kind of brought this up earlier. It's some of the inflexibility. Mm-hmm. Like my job is, I, like I I work for a great team. My office is as flexible as it can be. But if I'm scheduled to be in clinic and I have ten patients scheduled for me to see in a morning, and Jacob wakes up with a fever. There's very little that I can do in that situation, and I feel horrible, but I have to go to work because there's these patients that are scheduled, and that's when I'm super thankful to have Connor and his flexibility of work, and he's taken some pediatrician visits or dentist visits or Mm -hmm. this and that and the other, and I'd love to be at every single one of those, Um, and I can imagine that as you have more kids and more activities, it's even harder to kind of... I don't know, weigh that sacrifice and weigh what you can be at and what you can't be at. But I think some of the commitment and inflexibility of work makes it hard because there are days that I want to drop everything and just be at home. And that's always not possible. Yeah. Like you two really Mm -hmm. don't have a work from home set up at all. No, no. And I think like all of life, right, is dying to self because Mm -hmm. some days I drive into work and I see moms that are walking their kids to school with coffee in their hand. And I long for that, just mm-hmm. what that looks like to mm-hmm. me. But let's be honest, like we're going to find out in the next podcast, they're going to walk home and have little ones to take care of. Yes. It's mm-hmm. a life to take care of. It's not this yeah. life of luxury right. that I'm envisioning it to be because right. I have to go to work and mm-hmm. power through a day with lots of patients and stressful situations. And so, and then also with my kids' activities, mm-hmm. when I'm every night and every weekend, almost always is dictated by their activities. Mm -hmm. And so I had to let go of what I thought my weekend should be. Mm -hmm. Like I've worked so hard and now you're telling me we've got baseball at eight and soccer at 10 and this birthday party. And Mm -hmm. I've had to just embrace it. Like this Mm -hmm. is a season where Lord, these are my friends and I'm going to invest in these relationships with the other parents. But that was a hard transition (laughs) a few years ago. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was going to say, because you have the oldest kids, like, mm-hmm. fortunately, one of mine still takes a nap. So I'm like, ooh, okay. You know, <laughs> like, that's gone for right. you. Oh, and totally gone. Yeah. So you're in, like, practices and that kind of stuff. How, what is just, like, practically, like, <laughs> a week or a weekend look like? I mean, obviously, right, a lot of scheduling. like, you know, yeah. Dow has, like, a hefty job as well. Right. Like, how does all so of that So my mom work? and stepdad moved here, and that's been a tremendous blessing. Okay. They help us. They keep our kids usually one night a week. Mm -hmm. So we can just catch our breath Mm -hmm. and our kids love that. And then we have a college student that helps us four afternoons a week. Okay. And I have a document on my phone that has every day of the week, what all activities we have, what we're having for dinner that night, anything that needs to be done. And so my mom and our nanny and Dow can all access it. Yeah. And so sometimes Dow's like, what do we have tonight? I'm like, did you check the note? Like (laughs) there's a document. It's a document. Yes. Yes. (laughs) It's constantly changing, but um, that's impressive. Yeah. Well, it's become a requirement. I'm not, I don't Uh want to be that way. And sometimes (laughs) you just have to operate. Yeah. Yeah. With three, you know, they take music lessons. They're all doing different sports. And sometimes we need to learn to probably do less, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm a three on the Enneagram. I know that comes up a lot, but like, I want to do it all and be the best. And sometimes you have to protect your family and your time. Mm. You've got to learn, like, this is too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Cool. But, you know, we 
actually started getting HelloFresh meals, and our 11-year-old cooks them. <gasps> wow. And, and, or he'll that's start them. That's a skill. Yeah. I mean, oh, awesome. I would push into that. Yeah. It, it's yeah. wonderful. And so yeah. we've done a lot of the pickup, but now to have, like, he's learning cooking skills. We can do it together, or he starts with the nanny. Yeah. I mean, it's so great. Well, so we've just awesome. kind of found little things that work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. I'm I'm the keeper of the calendar at our house. Mm-hmm. Like, I really do feel like in all marriages, parenting situations, everything, like knowing your strengths and weaknesses, certainly mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like it helps. But I feel like it really became necessary when we had John and then especially adding a second one. Like we're not even into sports and all mm-hmm. that stuff yet, but it's still like we have swimming lessons on Sundays and like Josh has this and I have this and we both, you know, prioritize fitness and health. And so like we want to go to the gym and I remember, though, like having John in those like early baby days and like I was his food source and it was just kind of like, <laughs> mm-hmm. how do I, how do you even like exercise? Like I, would, I couldn't figure it out. And like mm-hmm. everyone I talked to who was a working mom was like, oh, you have to go early in the morning. And I was like, but I don't think you understand like going early in the mornings, one, quite uncomfortable. And two, if he wakes up, things are not going to go well mm-hmm. at home, you know. Mm-hmm. And so it was just this. Honestly, I had to say no, and I, I feel like that kind of needs to be said more, that, like, for a pretty big season, I just kind of said no to, like, traditional exercise. Like, my exercise was pushing him when I got home from work in stroller, because, like, mm-hmm. that's just really mm-hmm. between a work schedule and being just a Christian who wanted to read my Bible, and, like, I just mm-hmm. could you couldn't, I couldn't do it all in the morning, um, and so, yeah, I felt like being able to say no, I don't know, like, I'm not telling people to just like, never move their body again. I think it's so great for us, obviously, like, I love it. And it gives me so much like mental health these days. Mm-hmm. But I just remember finally being like, I, I think I'm just gonna have to get creative here. Like, I'm not gonna be able to go to that 6am class mm-hmm. anymore. Like, it just doesn't work. Um, but yeah, it, that kind of like encapsulates motherhood in general, though, like yeah. <laughs> saying no and giving of your body and giving of like your time and your energy, like <clears throat> you like saying no to something that is beneficial, like exercise yeah. is another sacrifice that you make as a mom because you nurse your kid and you have to feed him first thing in the like, morning. Mm-hmm. That That's just the route we had for yeah. a couple months mm-hmm. and it ended. Like, it will yeah. not always yes. be so. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, and then with having an older child who's almost 12, we now can both go run at 5 a.m. and yeah. leave him at home. Uh, yeah. The other, yeah. Like he's he's good. We're yeah. finally there. So wow. yeah, some yeah. things wow. do shift. I know. Yeah. Just to yeah. give you. I know. Josh and I, what Josh and I call that kid jail. We saw the Crosbys out one night. Yes. They were like two miles from their house or right. something. They were like, oh, yeah, like, our kids are old enough. We can leave them for, like, an hour or two. Yeah, and we just run in the neighborhood and we I have was our like, Oh, my gosh, this is amazing. Oh. Like, and you're, like, exactly. a decade away from that. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. Well, we're literally starting over. Right? Like, we're, we're, like, re-handcuffing ourselves to the house. <laughs> um, what would you say are some of the, like, greatest blessings or um, kind of the perks, the best part of being working moms? Coming home at the end of the day and mm-hmm. seeing them so excited mm-hmm. is definitely the like sweetest part. Mm-hmm. The running up with the hands up is yes. so sweet. Mm-hmm. Or like the pickup from school and they're like, Mom. Um, like that just doesn't get any better. I know that that ends. I'm just, I'm, I'm yeah. sad. I'm sad. I know that they get too cool for school at some oh, point. Even my kindergarten will get in the car and be like, hey, mom. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> 
Well, I think well, it's, those are great, but then the days when they're kind of indifferent, it's like, can be yeah. equally yeah. hurtful. Yeah. Like, yeah. Hey, you haven't seen me all day. Yeah. You should be more excited. <laughs> yeah. I remember going away for a weekend mm-hmm. and coming home and I just, I kind of expected that like, one, I kind of expected our house to just have fallen apart and it very much so did not. And it was humbling because <laughs> wow. I was like, okay, like y'all are good. Like yeah. you have this going. But then, yeah, it was like, I kind of wanted y'all to like, you know, almost like break down in tears because you were mm-hmm. so excited to see me. Mm-hmm. Not so much. Not so much. Mm-hmm. Like they rock and roll. They're good, you know, but I do actually think that is a good thing. They're well adjusted. Mm-hmm. Like they're like, right. we're, got, we're fine. Mm-hmm. Like I love that. They're capable. Mm-hmm. I love it. I think that also um, like see, having two girls, like I like that they get to see me do a job that I like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's, really helpful especially having a mom that stayed at home and we all are acknowledging that's the hardest job and like staying at home full-time is so difficult so I like so admire my mom because I'm one of five so I can't imagine like what that was like I like that my girls can see me do a job that doesn't involve them I think Mm -hmm. that maybe helps like center them that maybe they aren't the center of the universe is that bad to say that kind of like maybe makes them a little Mm -hmm. bit more less self-centered that like Mom has to go away and do a job, but mom will come home and I love you just the same because mm-hmm. just because I love my job doesn't mean that I don't love you. Like yeah. I can do all, I can try to do all of these things and I'm not saying that I do them all very well because I definitely don't. <laughs> but um, I, I just <clears throat> like that my girls can see me do a job and they, I don't know if I said that very well. No, I think you did. No, I, I think we all have a propensity to be very self-centered and yes. all about ourselves yes. and it starts from the from the time they're born yeah and so yeah I think realizing that like the world will go on Mm -hmm. um is like a huge strength yeah and like for a mom to have an outlet even if it is work like Mm -hmm. to be doing something that she loves and that can do really well that helps other people like you guys being in the medical field and working for church my job is like very plush and like media oriented but um so fun <laughs> it is fun I, it really is fun um but I was a non-essential worker last year then during the <laughs> pandemic and that was very obvious I did not work for like five months um so anyway yeah well my kids hear me say all the time like this world does not revolve around you mm. and so I think sometimes I worry that there's not enough time that's all about them but I think they see their mom and dad working doing ministry in our home, mm-hmm. exercising. Mm-hmm. I mean, just so that we love them, mm-hmm. but it yeah. does. And we spend a lot of time on them with yeah. them, but mm-hmm. it doesn't all revolve around. Them. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, w- I think we would, it would be wrong to let them leave our house and think that it does. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Well, and something I'm kind of just now realizing all three of you guys are home group leaders as well. So you do mm-hmm. ministry within your home. So like you guys are mm-hmm. working mm-hmm. and then, coming home and figuring out supper, maybe childcare, like mm-hmm. what, so what do Wednesdays or are you Wednesday? Yeah. You're, you're still, you're Wednesday mm-hmm. now. So what do, what are, what is that like? What is Wednesday like for you? We commit Wednesdays to Chick-fil-A. To Chick-fil-A. <laughs> yeah. I'm a crock pot. I'm a crock pot Wednesday. Yeah. Nice. Have it, it done. There's gotta be something yeah. easy. I realize yeah. that coming home from work, trying to feed everyone and we're still in that like kind of weird age where we actually put Jacob down a little mm-hmm. early before home group arrives. Mm-hmm. We're getting to the point that that's not going to yeah. work anymore. But, um, but yeah, getting everyone fed, getting him down to bed, 
bathed most nights, every night. Who am I kidding? Um, he's a firstborn. He gets a bath every night. Confession. <laughs> well, he's I'm, a boy. He's I'm, a two-year-old boy. He I needs a bath. I remember when um, Mary Elizabeth Freddie walked past him at Avondale one day, and she's like, I can tell Jacob's a firstborn. He's so clean. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yes, I can't remember when he hasn't gotten a bath at night. So anyways, doing all of that before, you know, 10 to 15 people show up to your home, mm-hmm. I was... And I was not a good person. Mm-hmm. And so I realized, like, we got to mm-hmm. check dinner out somewhere yeah. else. We've got to just cut some corners where we can. And most of the time, our home group arrives as we're, like, still getting Jacob to bed. And they just kind of hang out and chat. Mm-hmm. And then we join them a little mm-hmm. bit after. Um, you know, sometimes they would come early and, like, help with bath time and, like, so be sweet. there as we were putting him to bed. And I welcomed that. Um and and miss those days when we were inside and pre-COVID and mm-hmm. home group looked a little different. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, it's been sweet, our home group. And we were the first one in our home group to have a child. We ha- now have one other baby. So we kind of have led the way a little bit in that. Yeah. Had a lot of prayer as I drive home from work on mm-hmm. Wednesdays <laughs> because sometimes mm-hmm. I'm just so tired. It's hard to get in the place I need to be to love on other people coming into my home. Like mm-hmm. I feel like I need to be poured into. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a lot of times they – do like I mean I've learned that if our home group lead, people in our home group come in I'll just say hey can you start the coffee I haven't had a chance mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. um so I've let go of that a little bit but it's a, it's hard mm-hmm. and then now with activities sometimes Dow and Jude will come in at seven uh-huh. so like I'm there with the two little kids trying to get the house ready for home group I haven't even had a moment to mm-hmm. collect myself and yeah but the Lord provides he does. Um, when you just, I just cry out. I'm like, I have nothing to give. Help mm-hmm. me. And mm-hmm. he provides every mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. And the beautiful thing about it is that he, he provides by sending people into your own home. You're mm-hmm. like, sweet. I mean, I actually, have to drive for this. There's a yes. nurse I work with that's in my mm-hmm. home group and we work together. And mm-hmm. then there have been, we round in the NICU on Wednesdays and twice she has said, I'm hosting tonight. Mm-hmm. And just on the days I needed it the most. And yeah. like that has shown me so much love. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Well, the hour of five to seven anyway is so hard. Yeah. Yeah. And then where you're trying to clean your house and start the coffee mm-hmm. and make a dessert, you're like, oh my gosh, like well, Brandon and I say to each other all the time, like if we weren't hungry leaders, I don't know that we'd make it tonight. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and you can't not show up. Yeah. 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 Like people are going to show up. Like, but it's always so life-giving. Like you're saying, it like is. you just like opening up your home and knowing like, and at this point, our home group is like almost five years in and at this point, I don't really care if they see a messy house, which oh, yeah. pre-COVID. Um, and they're just so willing to jump in and help. Like, how can I help? Can I please set out the chairs? Like, what do you need? Like, mm-hmm. just being and just opening our door always blesses us. And like having those people in our home is is always so great. At the end of the night, we're like, man, that was so good. Like, yeah, thank you, mm-hmm. Lord, for like having these people in our lives that will love us no matter what the condition or just like we'll jump in and do whatever it takes to get home group ready. For sure. I think one of my favorite things is that like, so like, was it last week? Yeah, last week was like the storms. Mm-hmm. And so we canceled mm-hmm. home group. Mm-hmm. And my son John was like so upset. Mm-hmm. He was like, but Wednesday's home group. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like that's when he sees his church friends mm-hmm. and their kids, his little buddies, you know. And it was, I love that like, it is a rhythm mm-hmm. now in our house and like my mm-hmm. kids have picked up on it. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I just hope that that's always so that they're like, Oh no, mm-hmm. like we know that there's a weekly rhythm of having church friends. Mm-hmm. Like we do this on Sundays and during the week, you know, I, I, I just love that. And it's been, 
just so sweet. Yeah. And to watch them like my home group members love on our kids yeah. um, oh, and so love on sweet. us when our kids yeah. aren't being great. They've heard, <laughs> they've heard our babies cry a lot, <laughs> a lot. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I feel like I'm doing ministry and like prepping them for parenthood. I'm like, babies cry guys. <laughs> <laughs> Who wants to go rock a baby? You know? Um, so kind of speaking of kids have, I mean, I guess ours are kind of young, but like, is that a conversation? Like, do you talk to your kids at all about like, like some moms work, some moms stay at home. Like, is that even a conversation? I've had some conversations with my girls because I actually traveled a lot last year for work and I never traveled Mm -hmm. previously to 2020, which is ironic, but um, I was gone a lot and that was really hard for our family. But again, like we were saying, like God provided and Brandon is like a rock star dad and totally owned it and just made it work. And we had help from a great nanny. So um, there were conversations that had with Rosemary, my oldest, that was like, you know, some moms do work and my work requires me to sometimes be here where I can pick you up or sometimes I'm not mm-hmm. going to see you for three or four days. You know, mm-hmm. like it is different for each mom. Um, and I think we've even had the conversation that like with Rosemary that my mom stayed at home with me, but I'm working now. And mm-hmm. again, just like reiterating, like I don't love you any less. Like just yeah. because I'm away from you during the day doesn't mean that I don't care about you. But this is a way that I can help provide for our family. So that we can do fun things and, you know, have this house that we live in. Like me working helps us have the life that we have. Right. Yeah. I definitely think roles are changing, but because Mm -hmm. I have boys, like we never really have that conversation. Mm -hmm. But we also talk about work at home more like we are all called to work. Like you're working by Mm -hmm. doing, helping Mm -hmm. vacuum and empty the dishwasher. And so just this attitude of like we work to bring glory to God. Mm-hmm. from Absolutely. the time you can do something to That's contribute defining work right mm-hmm. yeah. and so and I have friends that are physicians and their husbands stay home mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I, we haven't had that conversation but I, I don't know that's mm-hmm. just so different in Christian homes it's a mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but they definitely see roles that are different already mm-hmm. I don't know I remember I mean like I said my kids are too young for us to like really talk about it all mm-hmm. John just knows that moms work mm-hmm. and I'm like that's the truth across the board. <laughs> right, right. Moms are working. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it was beautiful this year because he said it on like International Women's Day. I was like, hoorah. <laughs> like, yeah. But um, I remember when I was little, like, I always wanted my mom to be like the chaperone mom mm-hmm. when we went on the field trip. Mm-hmm. And I remember, I don't think we ever really had the conversation of like working mom stay at home or anything, but I just remember it always just being very matter of fact. Like, well, like, your your mom has a job and I can't take the day to go to the zoo. Mm-hmm. Like I, you know, and I, um, and that was just like so fine with me. I, like I, so I, sometimes I think, you know, kind of going back to that guilt, when I kind of start picking up on that like guilt train, I think back and I'm like, wait, but like, I didn't think twice if my mom didn't go on the field trip yeah. or like, I didn't think twice that I ate school lunch. Right. Like mm. I don't, you know, it was like, I never felt just, lacking. I never yeah. felt lacking. And I had a wonderful relationship with my mom and my dad. Yeah. I'm like, but when I first became a Christian, there were so many women in my life who did not work mm-hmm. outside the home that mm-hmm. I went back and questioned. Yeah. Why did my mom, mm-hmm. uh-huh. did that mean she didn't love me as much? Why did she choose to work outside the home? And then, so I, I don't know. I can yeah. see where a lot of women 
maybe facing that like expectation that yeah. like if you're choosing to work outside the home, that's a reflection of your yeah. love for your children mm-hmm. or your yeah. And there's just not a right answer to everyone for everyone. And it's just so individualized. Mm-hmm. I, um, of course, here's me talking about more podcasts I listen to, but I really just don't think there are a ton of great resources in general for working mm-hmm. moms. Um, I think there's tons on motherhood. Right. Mm-hmm. But I don't know that there's well, something Well, I went super to the specific. Women in Work Conference. Uh-huh. Did you go to that? No. Here that I, th- I think there were definitely people from Redeemer that yeah. went, and I actually looked it up. They have a podcast as well. You'll love it. It's like yeah. women. I'll have to double check. Womenandwork.net. I've read okay. it down somewhere. Um, and so Jen Wilkins a part of uh-huh. it. And so they are very much talking about women working at home, women who work part-time, and mm-hmm. women who work full-time outside of the home, mm-hmm. and putting that all under one umbrella and just women are not, working. Yep. Women are working, mm-hmm. and then you, there's not an answer in Scripture, mm-hmm. um, but that you need to be seeking the Lord's will for what mm-hmm. that looks like for you and your family. Mm-hmm. There is a podcast on what used to be God-Centered Mom. I think it's now called Don't Mom Alone. Right. Mm-hmm. Um and she interviewed Kat Armstrong. This is like multiple years ago. I had gone back into the archives when John was a baby <laughs> to listen. And she was like a very corporate working mom and now actually is like a an author, Christian speaker, that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. But I listened to it. And it was one of the most like helpful, practical podcasts I listened to on Working Mom. But her base question always came back to like, is your family thriving? Mm-hmm. It was like it is it is like our job as parents to just promote flourishing within our home. And so when you step back, is your family flourishing? Now, you know, toddlers are gonna throw tantrums. You know, <laughs> toddlers are gonna throw tantrums and teenagers are gonna have attitude. It's mm-hmm. just, yeah. you know, but when I step back, I'm like, okay, like they are healthy, well adjusted, great great little kiddos and like the moment and and she talks about just like holding it all open-handed mm-hmm. like the minute that's not the case then like mom and dad have to figure out what needs to happen here is it not working is it going part-time is it different schooling is it different whatever mm-hmm. you know changing things up um but I just it gave me so much freedom to just be like okay like is our family flourishing and there have mm-hmm. been instances when like no, it's not. And we've had to shake some things up. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I just think like when that's the goal, like are our kids growing like physically, emotionally, spiritually, like are, or is this a good trajectory? It's yeah. Like, great. Okay. We must be doing something. Okay. <laughs> um, I feel, I feel like I had a hard time when I first got pregnant and I was still working because no other moms around me were working. Like mm-hmm. it was kind of like my group of friends we're all having our first similar in um, ages and they all like quit their jobs and stayed home. And so I was kind of in the minority that I continued Mm -hmm. to work in my job. And that was really hard because Mm -hmm. like I said, like my mom didn't work and I didn't really have a lot of like older women in my life that had continued to work. So it did feel like, what am I doing wrong? Like, is this Mm -hmm. not the Christian thing to do for Mm -hmm. me to continue to work, but I have to do this for my family. Like the, yeah, it was just hard. I, I wish there were more resources, and maybe they're just like not discovered yet. But well, I hope, I hope we're creating one, one yeah, right now. I hope. I hope we're creating one. Well, and I, I think too, just it is a point of privilege, really, to be able to stay home. Mm-hmm. 
um, you know, there are right single moms. There are moms who are having to work multiple jobs. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there are all sorts of situations that just don't even afford that opportunity. So if we are to say that that is the only end way. all be all only way, mm-hmm. then like, what's that to say about like the single mom in Nairobi? You know, mm-hmm. like, what can she faithfully follow the Lord if mm-hmm. she has to provide for her family? You know, and so, you know, I think that too can just be really liberating in that like there is not one end all be all yeah. answer for every woman, every family. Um, but yeah, it. how did you find com- camaraderie? Like, did you find camaraderie or just? I don't know. It still kind of feels like a lot of my mom friends do stay home. Like mm-hmm. it does still kind of feel like I am in the minority, even though I do have like a great friend in my home group and we talk a lot about like mm-hmm. what it's like to work and how hard it can be. And um, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I think it's just become so normal for me now. And like, it's just the way my life mm-hmm. is and I don't want it to change. Like I don't want it to be any different. So I still would love like, I, I even like told you last fall, like mm-hmm. and this, that was not my pitch to come on this podcast, I but I told you, I was like, <laughs> but it I did want put to you hear on my radar from other working moms. <laughs> and I've really felt the desire like over the last year and a half to like have like, like post pandemic, like a working moms collective mm-hmm. where we can just like talk and just like have other resources of people that maybe have similar schedules to us. Mm-hmm. I just feel passionately that like that's a need in our church. And the more like you think about like, oh, so-and-so works and she works and mm-hmm. she works like. You think of more and more mm-hmm. when it can seem like everybody stays at home. Yeah. But there are so many of us, and I think we could really, like, encourage and love on one another knowing, like, the boat, the similar boat that we're in. Totally. Mm-hmm. And I think especially, like, you two are, like, kind of people that you represent with medicine or law school or, you know, people who go after these advanced degrees. It's like you've put a lot of time and energy and dedication mm-hmm. into that and, like, not to say that in a moment's notice you wouldn't or right. couldn't just drop it, but like it makes a lot of sense. Like, you know, before you were even pregnant or before you were maybe even married, like you put a lot of energy into this career. And so you must obviously feel passionately about it, you know? Um, and and so yeah, I'd I'd hate for the twenty four year old girl in med school to think, well, like, I guess I'll just do this and then what could it be for? Well, and I've actually led a Bible study of female medical students Mm -hmm. for four years, Mm -hmm. and they're all single. But I think it's been really encouraging to them to be in a Christian home and see it works. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. um, it's not perfect, but I think it can give them some tools, hopefully. For sure. Mm -hmm. And it seems a little taboo in medicine, too, I feel like, to pick a career where you can still focus on your family. That's right. Like, I'm hesitant to even say that. Yeah. (laughs) Like, you can edit that out if you need to. Well, no. I mean, I think it's (laughs) real. I mean. But, like, I was meeting with a girl in our home group that's considering residency placement, like, probably very similar Mm -hmm. to where you were when you were pregnant. She's not married. She doesn't have any children. But that's a desire for her one day is Mm -hmm. to be married and to have children. And so she's already thinking that way. And I think that's really wise. But I think it's also – kind of like a taboo thing because you're choosing to do these big professional advanced careers but you also really desire a family and so I think there's there's balance to be found there and I think it's good that people do talk about it so you know that it's able to even be a thing at all um I wish it wasn't so taboo (laughs) I've never thought of that but yeah that's so hard it is because I, when I made that decision, I don't mm-hmm. want to imply you can't be a female Christian OBGYN. Of right. course yeah, you absolutely. can. But that was just the choice I was facing. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, 
And it's hard to put yourself like, what do I want my life and my days to look like 10 years from now, Mm -hmm. especially for these women who aren't married and don't have children. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Man, Mm -hmm. I would not have... I would not have fared well. There well, are many we're reasons. all making those decisions, yes, right? Like, they, what do you in? So, where do you go to college? Absolutely. Like, yeah. every step of the yeah. way is somehow making a decision for your future when you mm-hmm. have no idea. Yeah, when you really have like. no clue mm-hmm. what right. it's going to look like. Or we think we know, like, the desire yeah. to have control. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that could totally change. Yeah. Okay. So, this is where I want to get practical. Give us some, like, tips and tricks. How are you getting mm-hmm. out the door in the morning? How are you getting to church remotely on time? <laughs> That's an all-mom thing. That's not a work day, but, you know, we'll throw that in there. Um bedtimes bath times are there things that you guys do like special for your kid I don't know just tips and tricks that you've kind of found along the way how do you get laundry done Jen mm. outsource no I, well still? actually I don't not even Dow does okay. all the laundry I know and I have get to yourself say that because I know other but I, I don't want to make other dads <laughs> look bad but my kids just like I mean I don't even I can't even reach the bottom of our washer it's that's really true. deep and yeah, so just practically it just but he does it all. And Man, that's um, awesome. And my kids just, that's what they assume that all mm-hmm. dads do laundry. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, but I'm but ready I do, for, that's great. We do have someone that cleans our house once a week. Mm-hmm. And um, like I said, we have afternoon help mm-hmm. and we plan meals ahead of time. I use meals a lot, which mm-hmm. I love that app because that, mm-hmm. we do the quick and healthy ones and mm-hmm. I can order shipped. I don't. Oh, yeah, shipped mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So shipped those are things Sakari. that I have to, yeah. and I struggle with spending money on something I could do myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I've really had to release that. And yes. so it was like that doctor telling me, oh, you're providing work for someone mm-hmm. else. So someone who's cleaning my home, that that's work for them. Yeah. And that allows me to spend more time with my children. Mm-hmm. Um, that Good. In the podcast that I listened to, one of her things was when you can outsource. Or like, she was like, if, and her example was, there are some women who love to go to the grocery store. It's mm-hmm. like therapeutic for them. They enjoy right. the process. I am not one of those women. Like it is very much so like I have a list. I'm getting in. I'm getting out. This is not now, Target's fun. different, but I don't want to go to the grocery store. <laughs> yeah, Target's different. <laughs> but grocery store, I just don't really enjoy. And so I'm like, if I have the chance to outsource this mm-hmm. and I can, then like for sure mm-hmm. I'm outsourcing it. It's wonderful. Um, so, yeah, that I do shipped almost every week. I'm not trying to be rude, but I'm literally texting my Instacart person. Your Instacart person right now. She started shopping. (laughs) And so I'm like, oh, I actually need this. Um, But yeah, no, outsourcing things. And I, I too, like I, I don't weekly, but like at least seasonally, almost monthly, I have someone come Mm -hmm. clean our home because it's, I can keep it tidy and I can like vacuum, Mm -hmm. but it's like the, the deeper stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't the have time for this. Yeah. Ugh. It's like, I just don't yeah. have time for this. And I really don't want to spend my Saturday cleaning my house. Yeah. I'd rather be doing something. And else. that's gotten more frequent as we've had more children and more mm-hmm. activities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think um, we have started packing lunches at night for schools mm-hmm. and like that makes our mornings easier to get out the door yeah. or like batch like stuff like on Sunday mm-hmm. for our like weekly lunch meal um, for my kids at school because it's just too much for the morning to try to like make it and get out the door. Mm-hmm. And we don't have to be anywhere till nine usually. So our mornings really aren't that like, don't have to be as crazy and hectic as trying to get out by like seven thirty or eight. But yeah, making lunches ahead of time has been a, like lunch. Yeah. Yeah. Been good for us. And like letting go of what your kids wear to school. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Because two days a week I leave the house around six. And so Dow has <laughs> to get everyone to school and I pick them up and I'm a little bit appalled at what they're wearing. <laughs> but if I cared, I would put it out the night before. Yeah. So yeah. just gotta let it go. Yeah. Oh. 
but um, that's the story of my life. <laughs> yeah. We had a little bit of a, a world war. Not not necessarily a world war, but we had a little bit of a discussion, a heated discussion about church clothes. Right. This well, and this morning I said, who picks out your clothes on Sunday? Mm. And the four-year-old said, you do. Mm. You know? I went ahead and prepped mine. Mm-hmm. I was like, hey, you know next week's Easter, so mom's mm. going to choose your clothes next well, week. Well, mine put okay. on jeans, and they're like, why am I wearing nice clothes again? You know? And I'm like, <laughs> I love it. Mm-hmm. I'll say that sometimes um, – um, kind of where we are with our schedule, like my, we'll have a nanny pick up my kids from school and bring them home mm-hmm. if Brandon and I both have to work. Um, and sometimes for me, like making it, knowing that I'm going to have like a hard like five to seven hour, I'll just kind of like take the long way home mm-hmm. or I'll like <laughs> stop and get a coffee or just like pop in a store on my way home. Mm-hmm. It's really hard for me. Like speaking of guilt, like I like sometimes mm-hmm. feel really guilty. Like I have to get home the minute I'm off work and yeah. I got to go straight home. And then sometimes I'm like, you know what, if I'm going to make it this evening, I just need a little happy, you know, mm-hmm. like I just need to do something. And Brandon is really encouraging for me to do that. He's like, cause it's just like, you just kind of mm-hmm. need that like mm-hmm. minute to kind of like decompress and like, it's okay if you have to pay the babysitter another half hour, like, yeah, just like do what you need to do to get home in a good state of mind. Have a peaceful evening. Yes. When it leads to like, once again, do you want to be the mom coming in who's like at her wits end, mm-hmm. already frantic, about to walk into the chaos? Mm-hmm. Or do you want to be the one coming in like, okay, like I'm composed. Excited. I'm good. You. Yeah. You know, like it really is, it, it's leading to you being a better mom mm-hmm. when you come in. I'm not always the best. I still don't always, not come, always. Ha- come home happy. <laughs> not like, always. Yeah. But it helps. That. We yeah. mess up. It helps. <laughs> a yeah. little happy from time to time. Yeah. Which, mm-hmm. so I, when I had John, I was very much so, I, I call it like a scarcity mentality. Mm-hmm. Like if I was not working, I needed to be spending every moment mm-hmm. with him. Mm-hmm. And so I was almost like working out of this like mentality of like scarcity of like, I have so little time with him that every hour had to be with him. And ultimately it didn't, I mean, we had great time. I have a great connection with John, but like it, it did not lead to like wonderful places because I just felt like I can't get anything done or if I do have to get something done, he always has to come and I just had zero margin or flexibility mm-hmm. at all. And so um, we actually, so like having a ministry schedule Fridays off day. And so I had, I, he had never gone to school on a Friday ever. And so we actually added a day for him to go to school on Fridays. It's like a little nine to one thing. And like, just having mm-hmm. that option and a lot of days he goes and that's the time that I clean my house mm-hmm. or do my target runs sometimes I just literally sit at home and drink coffee like it's mm-hmm. like my me day um but sometimes he doesn't and like sometimes I'll keep both of them home sometimes I'll keep one and not the other but it just gives me this like flexibility where I don't know like he had his four-year-old checkup and so I was like sweet we're gonna make a day of it like it's just me and you bud mm-hmm. you know and we'll pick up Anna later and I just love like having the opportunity to add that one little extra thing that and it's helpful for all of us mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um I'm such a better person <laughs> when I like have just got a little bit of like decompression time mm-hmm. so it's well good to, good go to hear you say because I yeah. feel like there are days that I might get off work early and we don't pick up Jacob early from mm-hmm. daycare. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of have a little bit more time at the house mm-hmm. and like not feeling that guilt. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the other thing that we're really blessed with too is that both of our families are in town, um, both sets of grandparents, and Jacob is the first grandchild on oh, either yeah. side. Mm-hmm. So he is cherished. Mm-hmm. And um, our moms are still super helpful. And one of my mom's gifts is just that like, 
every week or every other week, if she's going to come over and hang out for a little bit, she still brings us dinner. That's and I'm amazing. Like, I'm like two years out of, yeah. of a newborn and she's like, oh, I'm going to run by and, and get some something for us for dinner. Can we pick something up for y'all? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like that mm-hmm. is a wonderful gift. And so I think just tips and tricks to our sanity is like having our family. And I know not everybody gets that luxury, but I think that's where like church family and mm-hmm. community can really mm-hmm. come into play is because it's like you need people that can come alongside you and be those extra hands on days that you just can't. Totally. And like it took, it's like a little bit, a little bit of humility to like mm-hmm. take that help and someone offers to come over and like help you with laundry or help you mm-hmm. with whatever. Part of me is like, no, I can do this all on my own. I can, I've got the energy. I can muster this up. And I've had to be like, no, I, I would love the help. Thank you mm-hmm. so much for, mm-hmm. for that. And yeah. so that's why I was thinking like, just like, allowing people to love you mm-hmm. and like it made me think of you Jen like the girl that was the nurse with you just like mm-hmm. you could have very easily been like no 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 like and several I'm times I said it. well by tonight I'll be fine and she's like yeah. well maybe you won't maybe you will and, yeah. so, and why do you have to be right. like, <laughs> like you know just accepting yeah. <laughs> accepting yeah. the gift and like yes I'm gonna let you bless me that's mm-hmm. wonderful I love it and I've oh. had to learn a lot from my own mom now because mm-hmm. she'll sit and play with my children. And I tend to get home and I stay in that like checklist mentality mm-hmm. of like, okay, we've got this much time to get this, this, and this done. Mm-hmm. And I need to let go of the guilt of not getting the list accomplished mm-hmm. and just sit and be with them. And that's harder for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I'm not, a, I'm, I'm not great at Legos. I'm right. just not. Like my mom <laughs> does all these projects with them and yes. just sit and but I love that she's meeting that need yes. right now. Yeah. Yes, I agree. My mom is very similar. Like both grandparents, like the detail in which they will build these Lego creations. <laughs> and I'm like, I get so frustrated oh, and yeah. I'm like, I can't find the piece. And they like are so gracious. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I, I need to learn. I need to grow in my Lego building skills. <laughs> but to have a second boy, I definitely mm-hmm. need to work on the Legos. Um, I guess before we end... What encouragement, what words would you speak to a another working mom? Maybe someone who's doubting, maybe someone who's struggling. What what kind of encouragement would you give them? Yeah, so I think a lot of what we've talked about, there are some days where I have immense like pride and joy and satisfaction in the work that I do. And then there are days that I find guilt and lack thereof, like not being the mm-hmm. mom I want to be. And I think that kind of back to your trajectory, but also just like, and again, kind of a lot of what we said, but everyone is designed to work. And I think if that work is ultimately for the glory of God, whether that's in the home, whether that's in the hospital, whether that's here at the church. Like, I think that's where I have to find my rest. And so that's kind of our prayer every morning as we like walk out to the car and we're loading up and we pray before I kind of drive off and take Jacob to school. Like we pray for God's glory to be present in our work and in our school. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's, if that's the example that we give for Jacob and if that's what we're aiming for, like we fall short many of days probably. And I forget that by lunchtime most days. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but I think whether I'm 
like finding joy or satisfaction in work or it's a day that I'm it's a harder work day and I wish I were home and could just walk away I think reminding all of ourselves like where we find our joy and satisfaction is in our work that we do for the Lord and his glory and it's easier said than done most mm-hmm. days but mm-hmm. it's a reminder for myself too and I just had to stop comparing. It's like, mm. Lord, this is where you're calling me. Yes. Help me live out what you have for me and mm-hmm. for my family. And it doesn't do me any good to look around and think, would that be better? Or would this, would it be better if I worked part time? Well, maybe, but I need to work that out with the Lord. I can't mm-hmm. constantly desire this life that's not mine. Mm-hmm. Thinking, just assuming that it's better when mm-hmm. I don't really know. Mm-hmm. Um, and that has gotten better, I think, over the years. I would say don't believe the lie that the grass is always greener because, like, as we've talked about, like, it's not always true. Like, the stay-at-home mom could be desiring to, like, have a job outside the home and use the skills that maybe she went to school for. Mm -hmm. Um, I think what I learned, like, during the pandemic last year was, like, um, yeah, that the Lord created me to work in this job and it's something that I enjoy. And, like, we talked about, too, just how beneficial it is for our kids to see us, like, working and doing something that we love that doesn't involve them. Mm-hmm. I feel like y'all said those things more eloquently than I did, but no, Mm-mm. you put your own Lindsay spin on it. Yeah. No, okay. so. no, that was good. I feel like I had another. And I think it's all for a season, like because yeah. I'm a full-time mm-hmm. working mom today with one child, that does not mean that's always mm-hmm. what it's going mm-hmm. to look like. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I kind of, I read, um, Betsy Howard's book, Seasons of Waiting, years yeah. ago. And it helped me in my singleness. And it helped me as we were waiting for child number one. And it's helping me as we wait for child number two mm-hmm. and and maybe more. Um, but I think that like the Lord has us in these individual seasons because this is where he can do the most with us right now. And like if I'm looking for that next season or if I'm like trying to compare myself and get to that next thing, like I'm really robbing what I can achieve right now and where he has me. And I think that, again, it's like this constant, I, I forget it all the time, but I, it's a, it's like such a mercy, like a, such a sweet mercy mm-hmm. to think that like the Lord can do the most with me right now mm-hmm. as a mom of one working at the hospital, wife of Connor living in Crestwood, this is where he has me. Mm-hmm. And like, if I just embrace that each day, then I think that that's, that's, good like yeah. i think that mm-hmm. that's his goodness for me yeah um and again it's all these seasons that we totally that we go in and out of and i remember this talking to a redeemer member who was considering going to medical school and i didn't want to discourage her but my hard questions were what do you want your day to look like like this is very meaningful i love it but it's still a job mm-hmm. <laughs> it's some days it's hard because it keeps me from my family and so yeah i don't know I think no I think that's like it needs to be said like jobs are jobs for Mm -hmm. a reason and like the world is broken and so like those of us with the most passion and who are the most in love with our jobs will still fall short in finding them satisfying every Mm -hmm. minute of every hour of every day Mm -hmm. and so you know I think even if you are being summoned into, you know, this working mom life. Like that doesn't necessarily mean that like 
work is just going to be hunky-dory every mm-hmm. single day. And that you're going to get home and you're like, the, I feel so fulfilled. I, yeah. <laughs> because I think there's this lie to like young single people, like you need to pursue this career that you're so passionate about mm-hmm. and that's going to fulfill you. Mm-hmm. But they're all jobs mm-hmm. and they may not meet the needs of your family. Mm-hmm. And I would, I mean, who knows, might cut this out later. We'll see. But like even momming, like there are days at the end of the day where it's like, if I were hinging all of my joy and my mm-hmm. life on mm-hmm. this particular mm-hmm. call, <laughs> it falls short, right? Mm-hmm. Like it falls short, mm-hmm. um, you know, and there are day, there are other days where like we're snuggled up and I'm like, ah, oh, I feel mm-hmm. all the feels, you know, but yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think both of those things just fall short. And so I, I think if we're chasing this like a hundred percent meaningful, satisfied mm-hmm. life all the time, then like whether you stay at home or whether you work, it's going to fall short. Right. Mm-hmm. And there's a book called Wonder Women. Have you read it? Mm-hmm. But I think it's Kat Harris. And she talks about vocation versus occupation. Yes. And just how we look at what we fill our day up with. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, yeah. Just, I just, when I think of like parenting in general, I just like literally picture open hands. Like I was, I actually had my anatomy scan last week and just with Anna, all sorts of hoopla happened at the anatomy scan. I didn't mm-hmm. realize I was as anxious as I was mm-hmm. going into it, but like the night before I could not sleep at all. And I was telling Jeff Heine about this and he was like, and just think like you have the most control you'll ever have on this mm-hmm. baby right now. I was like, I know, like mm-hmm. he's contained. Uh. <laughs> I'm, he's eating what I want him to eat. Mm-hmm. I'm giving him a vitamin every day, mm-hmm. you know, and it. And it's just this picture, yeah, of, like, open hands. Like, mm-hmm. it, in all of parenting, working, or staying at home, it's like, well, I... That's so true. My brother and sister-in-law are pregnant with twins, their first oh, babies. Yeah. And I think they're so ready for the pregnancy to end so they can stop worrying. And I'm just sitting back like, thinking, oh. oh, it's only beginning. <laughs> no, it just shifts to something else. Right. Yeah, but, no, I think, Shelly, you nailed, you nailed it. Just, like, God is sovereign. Mm-hmm. And, like, if, you know, the minute... It is best, and he gets more glory for Paige Beerman being a full-time stay-at-home mom. I feel certain that he will make it abundantly clear, and it'll mm-hmm. happen, mm-hmm. you know. And and that gives me freedom that I can make some choices and just try to listen and obey as as best as I can. Yeah. Um, I would say too one more thing to the woman that's doing the opposite of what their mom did. Like mm-hmm. it's okay. Yes, mm-hmm. and like you're still doing what God has called you to do, even if it looks different than what your mom did. And yes. like, if there's any sort of guilt from that relationship, just want to say that like, not that my mom made me feel guilty, but like, I know that there is self-imposed guilt from that situation. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. just want to like give you the freedom that it's okay to be doing something different yeah. if that's what's suited to your personality and where the Lord is calling you to be for your family. For mm-hmm. sure. Um, yeah. And, we keep saying one last thing and we just keep going. Obviously we're passionate about this. Right? <laughs> but I just think too, like we're I, like, I'm married to someone that I know I can trust, mm-hmm. you know? And so like, this is not a decision that any of us made on our own. Yeah. Um. You know, obviously it was done with the Lord's guidance, but like we were all married women doing this with faithful men. Yeah. Um. And so like being able to trust my spouse and him saying like, I think things are going really well right now. Like mm-hmm. I, I see the the joy you have in your work and I, I want that for you. You know, I think sometimes it's the people on the outside who can actually mm-hmm. like speak the most truth into 
the situation like how it's really going on like when I'm like freaking out that John's having another ear infection Mm -hmm. it's usually him who's like hey that's bonkers like (laughs) you're in your head here you know like having Mm -hmm. people you can trust to let you know like that's not because you work it's because kids get sick right when I when Mm -hmm. Dal tells me I'm a great mom it's like I don't believe him Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. oh yeah but he has the most evidence but I need to hear that yes yes I think all day long I'm like I'm doing okay, but yeah. I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> You're not great. <laughs> That's a great well, point. Well, yeah, I think we'd all agree that, like, the only reason we can work as a mom is because we have a husband that is at home. Like, we're blessed to have a husband at home mm-hmm. that is sharing the load with us, that's doing the housework with us, that's helping with the doctor's appointment or yes. the kids. Mm-hmm. Like, that is such a huge part of being able to, like, yes. do what we do. The right? true partnership. Yeah, absolutely. It's Brandon picks up the load far better than I do. <laughs> I think he really, like, does the work and mm-hmm. and and we both do but I, I always feel like man he always does so much more than I do <laughs> I, I always like that. somehow you just rally better than I do yes. I'm like all over yes. the place I'm like that? when I know the plan yeah I can jive like I'm let's go I can like pack us all up and get us to the beach if there's a plan <laughs> mm-hmm. but like the minute something goes out I'm like Josh Josh help me <laughs> what do I do I'm freaking out <laughs> so no I I think this is wonderful. And once again, I hope that this can be a resource for women who are trying their best to figure it out, just like we're all doing. And I hope more than anything that they hear that we don't have it figured out Mm -hmm. and that like this is still just like an ongoing discussion with kids and husband and God. Mm -hmm. And I think it's supposed to be that way. I'm very interested to see what the stay-at-home moms say because I have a feeling it's going to, like, kind of mirror this conversation of, like, (laughs) I don't know what I'm doing, (laughs) but, like, God, help me. Um, So I'll be so interested to see. But thank you all so much. You're the best. Thanks, Thanks, Paige. I really enjoyed it.